0: Today, we are having two scripture readings. The first one is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. And I'm reading from the NIV. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Anna, your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. For fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and in, in instruction of the Lord. Here ends the first part of our reading. And may the Lord add his blessings to his word. Hallelujah. Let's go to the second reading. And that is Romans chapter four, verses 16 to 18.
1: Romans 4, 16 to 18. Therefore, the promise comes by faith,
0: so that it may be by grace, and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of all of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom we believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. 18. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the first father of many nations, just as it had been said to him. So shall your offspring be. Hallelujah. That brings us to the end of the word of God.
1: Pastor Francis
0: McCarthy will be our guest speaker this morning. Let's, let's, give, let's give a clap of applause.
2: Father, we thank you that you are God and we know that in your name we shall be still. It is in authority of your name that we are comforted and we receive all the joy, all the happiness. It is in the authority of your name that we find rest. This morning we pray that we have gathered before you with the thousands and millions of angels in your presence. Speak to us. And let your word have its free course in jesus your precious name and let the saints say amen so this morning i want to first thank the senior pastor for this opportunity and privilege i don't take it lightly at all um for me it's a joy to be back and um all the time that i come here i'm excited and particularly when the senior pastor is a father figure to me and he if you receive a call from him, that, that, that is a lot. It tells that there is something that he sees in me and I'm grateful. So I honor the senior pastor, Dr. Fred Digby, and I also want to honor the pastor, senior pastor elect and the campus pastor who is a brother and a friend and all the pastors that are here. I want to salute all of you for having me this morning. Amen. So the subject matter we are dealing with is rooted fathers transform lives. Rooted fathers transform life. And it's interesting because um, we need to understand that God is our father and he's our example when it comes to fatherhood. And therefore, fatherhood is something that we do not take lightly at all. Because if God is our father, that means that he, he knows the essence of it and he is the one who formed us and gave us all the right and everything that we are enjoying so that we can learn from him and be same as he is. So the objective of fatherhood is to challenge men to be bold and intentional leaders of their homes, their marriages and children as they take a strategic Role they play that, estrat- that strategic role in trying to instill in their children a godly legacy. For which reason we have rooted fathers transform life. Rooted in what? Fathers need to be rooted. But rooted in what? And this morning, I don't want to take much of your time. I'm going to give you three principles from the text that we have read. And give you two reflections, and I want every father here to reflect on it. It is not just about telling you happy Father's Day, and you enjoy it, and smile, and it's done. No, God has a purpose for making us fathers. And the reason we are fathers ought to be seen in our day-to-day life. And so the text that we read is showing us, particularly the second text, which is the Roman text, is pointing us to the fatherhood of Abraham, which is an example for all fathers to look at and exemplify it in our life. Because our Christian life is better when we see the Christian walk on the street, not when we hear of the Christian. So you are a father, not just by claiming that or having children, but we must see your fatherhood or your fathership in your home. It must translate in your children. Amen? Am I speaking to you? And so I saw this quote somewhere and I I thought it's important that I have to draw all of us our minds to it. And which is that a man cannot be passive about what the scripture tells him to do for his family. And expect to found favor in the eyes of God. You cannot be passive about what the scriptures has commanded you to do as a man. And expect that God will be happy with you. And many of us, as fathers, that responsibility we must take up, that challenge we must look at our life from time to time and realizing that this is what God has called me to do. It's not just to produce children. Amen? A man must see with a spiritual eyes and realize that the future generation are directly impacted by his daily decision. As a man, you must see through the eyeglasses of the word of God and know that as you are a father, the future generation is shaped by your words. The decisions you make in your home, the choices you make, that is what the future generation are going to depend on. And so, directly so when we look at our text from the Romans text where Abraham is the one that the Paul, Apostle Paul is trying to let us understand how Abraham came into the picture and how God recognized him as the father of many nations. There are three things that this text points us to as we reflect on Abraham's life from his call in Genesis all the way to how he walked with God. And all men ought to do the same. Amen? So I came to challenge you this morning and I want you to write it down because the point is this. I always tell people that when we come to church, we have come to a spiritual classroom. This is not a place just to sing and dance and feel good. We have come to a divine classroom where we write the exams. We are writing the exams and when we die, we see our result. We will not see it with our eyes open. We see it with our eyes closed. And here there is no remedials. So all men, All church members, remember you are sitting in the classroom. The day you see your result is when you are dead. And you can't do the remedial. So that's why you have to take it serious this morning. And so the first principle is this. Abraham understood that fatherhood meant beholding God as the father of all things, both the living and the dead. As a father, you must behold God You must see God and point your children to God and let them know that there is no other being, there is no other authority than the authority of Christ. Abraham, behold, he beheld Christ. He he held on to Christ. Even in turbulence time, his eyes were fixed on Christ and Christ alone. The God who called him from his father's house, the God who said to him, I will make you, I'll make you a father of many nations. By having faith to respond to this God and not just responding to him, but follow his word, abide in his word. And also make fellowship with that word with other family members. His family members. You remember when Abraham was called, he took Lot with him. Because the God I have seen is not the God of our fathers that we knew. This God is a God of a difference. And so we must behold God. As a father, you need to behold God. Can your child see your faith in God? Can they see the authority of Christ in your life? By the choices you make, am I speaking to you this morning? You have to behold God. Do your children see you beholding God? That you trust God so much that there is nothing you do outside God. You do everything by going to this God and letting your children know that it is God who will direct our path. Letting your wife know that it is about God and it's not about what we have acquired and it is not about what we have achieved, but it is this God that matters. That was Abraham's foundation. That is why you read in Romans 8, he said it was by faith he was justified. Faith in God, faith in God, faith in his word, and faith in the fellowship of the brethren. And therefore our reflection on this First point that I want every father to take home. Please write it down. What is that one thing you remember your father for? What is that one thing you remember your father for? Today as we celebrate Father's Day, all of us are fathers. Some of us have, yes, our fathers have gone to be with the Lord. Yet... There is always something that we ought to remember our fathers. What is that one thing you can remember your father for? If you remember your father for the wealth he left you, you remember your father for the lands he bought for you, and you cannot see faith in your father, this is an opportunity for you to reverse it for your children. Am I speaking? The second principle that I want you to hold on to is that Abraham... As the model of fatherhood became that father because he was thinking generational. Abraham always thought generational. Let's, I want us to read Genesis chapter 18 verse 19. I want to show you something. This is the reason why God entrusted the nations to Abraham. Can you put it up there for me? Genesis chapter 18 Verse 19. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. People of God, fathers, our mothers, this is the reason why. God saw in the heart of Abraham that this is not a man that if I, trust, if I if I give him my gifts and I give him that grace, he will hold on to it and become power drunk and dance around in the Holy Spirit. But this is a man that will look, to, will look forward to see that all his children will be directed to me. They will follow my laws. They will abide in my laws. Is that what you are doing as a father? Is that what you are doing? I mean, have you thought about it? What did Isaac know? Think about it. That Isaac will walk with his father to the mountain to sacrifice. And the Bible said, as they walk to the mountain, he carried the wood. He asked his father, I have seen the wood. But where is the lamb? It's not that Isaac was not aware that he was the sacrifice because once he knew he was carrying the wood, he may be. But this gentleman went and as old as his father is, when he got out there and there was no lamb. The Bible said when the father was tie him, this is a Hebrew word around 20 years, 21. And the father had to tie him and this boy said no word. And his father... Put him on that altar. Took the knife and he knew, my dad is going to kill me. What did the father tell this boy? He knew his God. He knew the God of his father. He understood that if my father's God says this is what he wants, this is the sacrifice, I am the sacrifice, so be it and God be glorified. Can your children be laid on the altar of Christ? If your child cannot go to that altar, then it means that you have not yet shown your son God. And that is what fathers have to do. We disciple our children. When your child started dressing from home and he started wearing those things and you didn't correct, direct. Oh, that is good. That's beautiful. He will wear it out there. That is why I don't believe in the concept. Yes, civil disobedience is good. We can go protest. No gay, no this. But if we disciple our children in the house, they won't go there. They will know your God. They will know you are faithful. They will know you have kept your bargain by following God and they will follow your steps. I was reading the youth report, global youth report, and they're talking about America. 30 years from now, there will not be church in America. Because the fathers are not discipling. The church has become program warehouse. May the Lord take it away from us. May we be rooted in Christ. It is those who are rooted in Christ that can transform the lives of their children. If the authority of Christ is not in you as a father, you cannot claim fathership. And say, I go to church. I'm a Calvary Baptist member. The reflection that I want you to have from this principle is that Like Isaac, are you training up your child the way he should go or they should go? And the word train in the Hebrew means straighten. If it's bent, you straighten him. It doesn't care how long it takes. You are going to be straight. That is the father's hand. You must do it. That is how it is. And the reflection I want you to take home is this. Write it down. When your children get the opportunity to say something about their father, I'm not talking when you are dead because the tribute look nice. I want you to sit and when your children are called in front of you, say something about your father, the question I want you to be reflecting on, what is that one thing would you want them to say about you? What is that one? That if the whole church had it, you'd be proud. As a father. The final principle the Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 6. Which is our first text. And he tells us not to provoke the children. He should not. Meaning, how fathers direct is important. How are you directing your children? How are you directing them? Are you provoking them unto godliness or you are provoking them to leave the house? You amount to nothing. When your friends are clocking the A's, you are still doing a D and a D and a C. If that is how you see your child, not all children are called to do A's. When I went to school, one of my professors looked at me and said, my God, you're a C student. I say, say, I didn't come to university to make an A. I came to acquire the knowledge so I can preach well. So let the C be. I like C. Once I'm not D, I like C. C means caring. God cares for me. So I walked with the C, and I came out with the C. And those who had the A's, which is adoration, they come to adore. They come preach. And I with the C, with a caring heart, can preach. And so when we meet, I said, you make the A. We made the sea blends together. You know, when we are in a flight, whether in first class or second class, plane or so Ye yababa, obi obaka the first class, into obi from him, dabi, fuma. so the purpose of fatherhood is that you ensure that the plane is stable, that everybody can sit in. I want to end this sermon this morning by challenging you with a text in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. And Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will save the Lord. This is when Joshua has brought the people to the land and he points them to them. You have seen the goals of the people and it's like today the church is looking out to the God of this world. We are looking at the fanciful things and the things that are in the world and the things that look nice and that is what has become our standard. But Joshua said, today, choose. Choose. The God you want to exemplify. But as for me and my house, will we save the Lord? I pray that every father here will boldly say, I will save the Lord with my house. I will save the Lord with my house. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I ask a little request? Please all men stand up. Let me end with you with prayer. Let me end with you, all men. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every father here. I thank you for the privilege to make us custodian of your next generation, that you gave us the seed to reproduce. Father, we pray that we have heard your word. We pray that this morning, grant us the heart, softening heart, a heart to you, to you, in faith, in demonstrating that your word matters to us than any other thing. And let us be that example to our children. Let all fathers who are are standing this morning receive that grace. Those who are brokenhearted, those who are tired, Lord, I pray that let your hand be upon them and strengthen them and let them grow from strength to strength. In Jesus, your precious name, and let the saints say, Amen. Happy Father's Day to all fathers. Thank you for having
1: me. Thank you, Reverend McCarthy. So we release him. We want to reflect on this. I know the mothers here say, ah, today they didn't talk about us. Today is our day. But you got three lessons which you can apply to yourself as a mother, all right? What one thing did you see as a mother or a woman in your father? And as a mother, are you also training your children to be straight? And as for you and your household who will you serve? Choose this day. Let's reflect that in prayer. Three strong points for us to reflect this morning as a church and especially as a father. What is the Lord saying to you? The calling as a father. Today, you may be here and it says, I don't know where to start from. I'm a little confused. I'm in between things. I haven't been a present father. I have been an absentee father. I don't even know where some of my children are. We will pray with you. That somehow God will give you a heart to look for children you haven't taken care of. Or children you had out of wedlock you've kept quiet about your wife doesn't know. Today let it be a time to reach out to them and make your confession as a father. Because you want to do it right. As for you and your family, you will serve the Lord.